We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, founder of Coachable. I'm a corporate dropout and recovering people pleaser turned online entrepreneur, speaker, and self-love junkie. And each week, I bring you a thought or a guest to help you get inspired, stay connected, and slay your fear dragons. So get ready to thank yourself for listening, because you're welcome here. So I have been wanting to ask you for like the past hour. Um, you, I know that you recently went on a weekend trip um, out to the West Coast. I'm not very sure what happened out there. <laughs> Me I neither. I see you're like sparkling and glowing and oh my there's goodness. an aura radiating off of you and all of this stuff. Um, but I want to get to know kind of what happened out yeah. there and what your experience was like. So yeah, so I was uh, called to be a part of this mastermind put on by Aubrey Marcus, who's the founder of Onnit down in Texas, uh, Austin, Texas. He's a partner with Joe Rogan uh, in that company. But uh, you know, Joe Rogan, I think, turned me on to Aubrey Marcus, or I found Aubrey Marcus through his company called Onnit, O-N-N-I-T, and Onnit is a, it's more of a movement than anything. It's about human optimization. Um, it's about becoming a better human, a better athlete, a better business per- person, a better friend, just all these these things that I align with, like being fit to serve, which is funny because that's the name of the mastermind. It's called Fit for Service. And they've done four throughout the year, one each quarter. I feel like the, I, don't, I might be getting these mixed up, but the first one was in Austin, the second one was in Tulum, the third one was in Sedona, and the fourth one that I went to was in Malibu, which... For what I talked about earlier on the show, I love the beach. My mm-hmm. spirit, my soul is there. Um, and I've always wanted to go to California and spend some time there. So I got a chance to go to Malibu, which was amazing. And so this quarter was about spirituality, which I need a lot of that. And so um, I decided to go, got invited to go. There's a hundred or so other people from the world that are in this group. And for me, uh, I was going with some questions to answer. I was going with some relationship questions to answer. I was going with some faith-based questions to answer because there's so many questions when it comes to those things for me. And I just, I'm always learning and on the search. And so um, it was really cool. So I went out to uh, Malibu on Thursday um, and that was Thursday the 12th and ended up um, landing in Malibu, staying in this gorgeous house on the hill, uh, 
it's incredible. I'll have to show you it's pictures. Like picturesque, I'm sure. It's insane. Like, and the thing about Malibu, the sun rises and sets like right in front of your window pretty much. So you can see the sun rise like right from where we were, this gorgeous place we were staying at, and the sun sets like right where we were. It's incredible. It's just, it's it's gorgeous. So I get out there uh, and there's a whole itinerary that starts on Friday, but I got there on Thursday because I wanted to soak it in. And so I went for a run. I like to run and uh, I got to run, I guess, the boardwalk or like right on the beach at Malibu and just started what we talked about earlier. When you're running a business, when you have a family, when you're when you're doing all these things, you don't make space, create space, or create time to just be, mm-hmm. be a human being. Mm-hmm. We're always humans doing. And um, it was this whole weekend was creating space, and so it just passed. So from the 12th to the 16th, I'm out there. Thursday, I guess to kick it off with a run, start getting into my own stuff, my own thoughts, kind of open it up. And then um, we went out to a dinner at Nobu, which is like this like fancy like sushi place. Oh, it's really yeah. really cool. So good. Yeah, saw some like famous people there. It was it was no big deal, <laughs> and um, great food, great time, great community. So there was nine or eight or so other people in this house with me. So in a sense, I had this weird feeling at one point that I was on like the real world or like road yeah. rules or something. Like there's just like this weird combination of people you've never met before. Right. So like it's this great experience, um, and you're with all these random people that are of some sort of similar mindset of like being better people or serving people better. Right. And it's a spiritual getaway. And so, you know, the work started on Friday morning at 9. One of the members had a, a member-led workshop called Workin'. Uh, and Workin' was moving the body and getting the body open. Uh, and it was all this joint mobility stuff. And it was on the beach. It was our feet were in the sand. Like, we're having, I, you know, guys are just wearing their swimming trunks, girls in their bathing mm-hmm. suits. And, like, we're just soaking up the sun and, like, starting to connect with, like, each other and with Earth. And so after that hour-long workshop... One of the coaches, his name's Kyle Kingsbury, great podcast, by the way, between him and Aubrey Marcus have their own podcasts, shameless plug for them. Um, he's really big into um, self-discovery through plant medicines and through physical training. And he's in an open relationship with his wife mm-hmm. and they have Michael, who's part of their family, and they have a son and they're pregnant with us. So they have all these interesting things going on. And he's essentially a shaman, like he's someone that can lead you and teach you spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so he comes to the beach um, and we do a cold plunge with 100 people in the Pacific Ocean. And we weren't allowed to say anything. It was just a quiet time to be a part of nature. I don't know. I got hundreds and hundreds of yards away from the shore. I love the ocean. And like part of you, part of me growing up, definitely like you think sharks, you think, oh, whatever. That kind of just floated away as I floated away. And it was really cool because, uh, like, no cares. And we're just all, like, big kids, like, floating in the water, playing in the water, like, just quiet, though. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cold, but I take cold showers every day, so it wasn't too bad. So um, we come back to shore, and we're still quiet. And now we do uh, what's, I think it's Qigong, which is, it's a breath work. And it it helps you, so he calls them your solar panels, your body. Like, he's like, go warm up, use your solar panels, like, get the sun on you and focus on standing a certain way. Like, you're standing upright, but your your pelvic floor is tilted forward and your head's straight up. And, like, he's walking around, positioning people, making sure that they're centered. And and it was just, like, this really beautiful, quiet time after moving. So it was the yin and the yang. We moved a little bit and then we got quiet. So before you went to this, did you know what to expect? No, no clue. This was like this is yeah. jump right in. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. I've like got some old Catholic religious yeah. background, but yeah. never really done anything no else clue. outside of that. No, You're I, like, I'm just gonna go 
see what this yeah, is Yeah, well, you know, I know about Aubrey Marcus' story. I know about Joe Rogan. I know about Kyle Kingsbury and what they're doing. And I know that they, they do ayahuasca ceremonies. Right. They do psilocybin ceremonies. I know that they're into this world. Um, but for me, I didn't know about, like, the itinerary. I just showed up because I wanted to be a part of this and, like, feel this. And, like, I needed a lot of spiritual love, like, okay. in my life. So that, uh, that Friday, we get done with our breathwork stuff, and we all kind of go back and get ready. We go to the, the open format, like, member check-in, which is this beautiful, another house on the hill called Raven's Eye. And it's this lady who's also a member who opened up her home to us. And it's this gorgeous, like, it's, a, it's one of the backdrop places for um, where everything took place. And so I'm meeting people, and I'm connecting with people, and I received and had given at least... I don't know if I met everybody, but like 70 or 80 hugs. Mm -hmm. So it was just an immediately like kind of like loving. Like we would, we don't shake people's hands. Like it wasn't like I'd walk up to you, hey, I'm Jesse, nice to meet you. Everybody was like, hey, nice to meet you. And like the hugs were incredible. Yeah. And it was just like this way of connecting. And like I've learned how to hug much better. Like that was one of my goals going into this was like I wanted to hug better. And so like. Just an openness. Yeah. Everyone was there for the same purpose. Yeah. With like put their judgments aside for the weekend. Yes. And just be in a safe place and a safe place to do it where we don't do that often where especially as so men powerful. yeah and we're working another thing we're going to talk about we won't get into is, is i'm working on another thing called the masculinity movement Ooh, like I want yeah to hear about it's that. so cool um and that that's we could maybe do part two or something yeah. that's a whole thing and so the masculinity movement in a sense it's just like how are men acting these days how have we been taught like living in our divine femininity, living in our divine masculine, like what does that all mean? Like there's just a whole thing that goes along with it. And this was similar to that where it was okay to be open and uh, as a man who wasn't taught much of anything, a lot of bad habits, it was okay to like be in my feelings and like express them. Right. And um, I even cried at one moment, like one point, like in public, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but, but so, yeah, so we're doing this check-in thing. Um, and then that's like from 12 to four. So it's kind of a long time. These were really long days. And again, being from Georgia in California, we're three hours difference. And so like we're eating dinner at like nine o'clock, which is midnight here. And so it's just a long, long time. But after that open member check-in and I'm meeting everybody and I'm, I'm connecting with everybody, I'm making some really immediate deep connections. I'm telling the story I told you in bite-sized chunks of like, my background, things I've been through, and people are just like connecting and vibing, and it's just like I'm around like my people. Right. It's really cool. And then the next iteration from that was from five to seven that night on Friday. Uh, we have Paul Selig come in. Paul Selig is a guy that he's a uh, a channeler for for the guides. Cool. Is what he calls it. Oh my god, it oh was insane. I got chills just thinking about it. So Paul Selig has this amazing talent. He learned when he was you know 25, 30 years old. Now he's probably in his 50s, 60s that he can tap into what's called the guides. And the guides, he best described them as, um, there's three of them, but two of them are basically like either people or beings that have existed before that give us like sound advice to live life and teach us about the truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth part of it is, is we're all divine. We're not gods. We're not supposed to act like gods. But if we're living in truth, we're living in our divinity. We are part of God. Everything right. is of God. And understanding what that means and how to operate in the world. It was fucking nuts. And so he's like, it's crazy. Like, so he's he's up there and he it takes him some time. He has to like settle in and tune in. And then all of a sudden, the guides speak through him. It's the coolest thing in the world. So he'll be like, I know that I am truth. I know that I'm truth. And like he'll stop and have to say it again. So like he's speaking so fast that you can hear him and understand him, but then he'll pause and say it again in a normal tone. So basically the guides are saying what they want him to say, and then he stops and says it again so you can understand it. Okay. 
He goes through that for like two hours talking about living in the upper room, which is our highest selves and like how to love each other and how to be close to one another and like all this profound stuff. And we did a lot of this fit for service stuff. There's like weekly uh, things you have to work on. There's books that we have to read together. So I had listened to his book and like got into this. And there's a lot of like people might say woo woo type shit, but it's all about being a better person and right. living closer to God. Like, so like, how could it be bad, right? Right. It may not be what everyone believes, and that's fine, because I'm still working sure. on what I believe in, but it makes you a better person. I'm all for it. Right. right? So um, at the end of it, he is able to stop and ask people questions that they have on their heart. To and ask the guides. To ask the guides. Incredible. And one of my roommates, his name is James, the night before... He sits there, he's telling us about how um, he's gay, no big deal. He's telling us how his dad and him have had this strained relationship Mm. and all these issues. And so James stands up in front of a hundred other strangers, because he's new to this too with me, and he's, you know, whatever. And he he asks Paul a question, and Paul channels his dad. He's able to tap into his dad's feelings, his emotions, his thoughts. Is his dad living? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he does it. And this sounds crazy. I get it. I understand. I was there. I saw it. It was sounded crazy. <laughs> and without Paul knowing about James and his story, right. he literally says word for word verbatim what James told us the night before about the whole freaking situation. I'm I getting chills. chills. I'm chills. getting chills right now. And like, he does this with like five or six other people. Sure. And I'm like, there's something this guy's into, right? This like, the, the, he knows what he's doing. Like, it's incredible. Well, and if he has access to this. Yeah. Do we all have right. access at to what this? level, what different, right. like different things. And so I had a question, but I was like too embarrassed to ask in front of everybody. And so at the end of it, I go up to him and I ask him, he's like, he, at that point he's checked out. He's not plucking right. with the guides all the time. Right. He's like, if you want to talk to me out later, whatever. So anyway, so incredible story, incredible journey. That first day, that your first mind night. Just blown day one. You're Absolutely. Like, yeah. Th- there are people doing things I've never yep. experienced before. Incredible. Living a, in t- entirely different like way of being and living it just opens your mind to so many new things that we've just so a lot of us haven't been exposed we don't know we don't know a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking what the hell are y'all talking about who is this crazy bastard no but it's funny (laughs) we everything you're talking about i privately i haven't talked about on the podcast but i've been doing all of this stuff yeah and it's just a, when you're talking about channeling, the way I've been like described it is we all have the same channels. Like if you have like, what is it, AT&T or whatever, and I do too, you have the golf channel and I do too. I might have just never flipped yep. to the golf channel. Yep. And it's not that I don't have access to it. I just don't. I've never gone there. Never tuned in. I've never tuned in. Yeah. I've never, yeah, and that was just an easy way for me to understand that how you and I are on the same frequency sure. because we decided to collaborate. Yeah. You had something that said, hey, reach out to her, and it didn't just so happen that we have so much in common. Right. It's like we're on the same frequency. frequency. Yeah. And those people, that's, get into a whole other topic, but yeah, it's just amazing. It's so. incredible. And, 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 you know, um, it's true. And there's so many ways to look at it. There's the secret, there's a law of right. attraction, there's, uh, 
vibrations, like, but a lot of this stuff, we don't have, a lot of people don't have words to put to it, or maybe they don't understand to a degree, but like a lot of stuff is real. And um, regardless of what you want to believe in, how, whatever, like there is a, there is a realness to it. But um, it was really cool. I thought about this. Um, during the time we were there, people were getting tattoos and the tattoos were, there was a guy, he's out of uh, his, he goes, Russ Vegas is his nickname, but he's out of Nashville. Uh, and he's a tattoo artist, but he's part of the Fit for Service tribe. And he, as a way to give back to the tribe, this guy's doing tattoos for people. Mm -hmm. So people are getting like the bodhisattva, like this, uh, it's like this, it looks like a woman sitting in yoga pose. And it's like, uh, this is what we're all striving to be um, in terms of like one with each other and yeah. loving each other. People were getting like air, earth, water, Fire, fire symbol. The signs, yeah. uh, there was like the third eye tattoo that I was looking at. I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, so like there's just all this cool stuff going on. Um, then the night ends, we go back to dinner uh, and like I'm already because I'm emotionally expressing myself starting to get spent. Right. Uh, the next morning starts at um, 9 a.m. in the morning. We actually at the Calamigos Ranch, which is this beautiful ranch. It's like a horse ranch. Um, it's sprawling, gorgeous. Like you, it, like people would die to probably get married there. It's mm -hmm. gorgeous, right? Um, the first thing that there's three different workshops. There's a yoga class. There's a uh, an animal flow class, and there's a Tai Chi class. Well, I've done martial arts for years. I have to get my ass kicked enough times. Like so, like I wanted to do the martial arts stuff, but it, it's it's a soft martial art. Okay. It's it's a breathwork martial art. It's a it's almost like a kind of a yoga type martial art, right? And Kyle was leading it. And Kyle, I love Kyle Kingsbury. And so we're all standing in this open kind of meadow, like 30 people in a circle around Kyle leading us through breathwork and Tai Chi. And for me, the day before, um, I had been spent from running and emotionally drained. I wanted something relaxing and like immersing back into this. So we did Tai Chi. Uh, and at one point towards the end of it, he's like, you're going to close your eyes for five minutes. And you're going to center yourself and like work on whatever poses I showed you and like yada, yada, yada. And then at the end of it, we'll all come back together. And there's something about when you do Tai Chi and the breath work right, that that five minutes felt like one minute. Not even. I felt like I just closed my eyes and I woke up. He's like, that's it. Time's up. And we're all looking at each other like, that. what? And he's like, you can truly, like once you work through the process of Tai Chi, of like breathing and like centering yourself and, and being. Yeah, grounding. Absolutely. Like we're literally grounding because we all have our shoes off. Like, right. Yeah. He's like, once you get to that point, time flies by. He's like, so you've done it right. And so like, it's incredible. So after Tai Chi, uh, we, ro we roll into um, a session where Aubrey Marcus, who's the, the leader and founder of this, and uh, his friend Caitlin, who's a, um, a coach, Caitlin Howe, um, we all sit down and we, we're in the middle of this grassy field and they're just talking about all this different stuff about um, how to integrate things and how to, how to develop things. And I'm kind of butchering some of this because like there's like so much, sure. but they're just in the middle and they're, they're fielding questions and like all this stuff is happening. And then we break for lunch. And then uh, after lunch, there's a few more workshops um, and Q&A question from Aubrey. And so Aubrey was in an open relationship. Uh, with Whitney and also with Caitlin too. And so Aubrey's talking about how that open relationship worked and like people had questions about that and they had questions in relationships in general. People had questions about their, uh, you know, their, their wife or their husband or their boyfriend, their girlfriend or whatever it was. And they're just helping us with understanding things based on living in truth and understanding what it is to be a really good person, all these different things. And then at one point when that's over, Aubrey has us get up and do this thing called the bread machine, which was the fucking greatest thing in the world. So out of the 100 people, he put us in groups of seven. Someone would stand in the middle 
and the rest of us would stand around them and we would all give them a massage. So like shoulders, neck, like back, like nothing like gratuitous, like no one's grabbing body parts they shouldn't. And like, you're just in there feeling, and again, I'm getting chills, like, like, and like, he's talking about how to feel things and how to let things go and like all this kind of woo-woo type stuff, it sounds like, I know for sure, like I'm I'm aware that it sounds like woo-woo type shit. Like, like I started. You got all the sensation. Yeah. Of people. Their love, you. like he's like, yeah. put your energy and your love into them. Like, like I started fucking crying. Oh, yeah. Literally crying, and I'm not like I want to cry more. Like I want to like this. This is like a thing that I've like hidden over the years because I was embarrassed to cry, like mm-hmm. like pride or whatever. And like one of the ladies that was in my house, she came. She's like, you're an absolutely beautiful man. Like we started talking all this stuff, and like just being able to do that in a safe space with like-minded people was freeing as shit. It was the coolest thing in the world. And just having, because I experienced this in Maui, having someone say things to you that you've you've needed to hear for so long, or saying things about yourself yep. that you haven't said, and like really getting to a place of love and acceptance of yourself, yep. and letting like people love you in a in a very pure way. It. At the beginning, it can feel so incredibly overwhelming because it's just like I've never had this much attention on me. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I've never had this much individual, all eyes focused attention yep. on me. It's like I don't know what to do with it. But then when you get to a point where you breathe into it and like just let it be, it's yep. so healing on so many, so many levels. You don't even realize that's what you've been needing yeah. for forever. To, and that we're able to give that to each other. It's incredible. And, and, and to that point, um, it made me think of one thing I forgot about at Paul Selig's workshop, like the night, Friday, the night when we got in there, um, was at one point before he really got into his channeling with the guides, um, he had us stand in front of obviously a stranger, someone I'd never before, and just stand there and look into their eyes for like 10 minutes. And it was like, for like maybe the first few seconds, because like, I'm, I'm a social person. I've learned that I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I get drained, you know, like, so it's like I'm learning all these mm-hmm. things. So I'm staring at this person in the eyes I've never met before. And there's like this peace and this love and this calm. And he's asking questions. And he's like, I was number one. He was number two. He's like, number two, if you feel like this way, like say yes. And he's like, like all this. And it was like, you start seeing yourself in other people. And that was also a narrative of the Fit for Service tribe and just the whole thing. We're not separate from each other. We're all, in a a way, we're all one. And so, like, when you're hurting other people, you're hurting yourself. Like, in this, that can go so deep with that. But, like, but you're a part of me, I'm a part of you. And, like, that goes for every human. Mm -hmm. And we're all one. And so, like... We did that in Maui. It was actually our first exercise was the see and be seen exercise. It was the silent... Yeah. Just staring at someone in the eyes and... It was just so fascinating to see and feel your own body's response to that. Yeah. In terms of, I want to run and hide because I'm not used to. Because you're being seen. Being seen. In your soul, essentially. For who I am. Like, not just, <laughs> hey, I see you, man, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I am, I am fully looking at you. Yep. And that is exposing to so many people and, like, so vulnerable and bare you're just like stripped down to your soul and you know and it's just insane um the how much you get out of that experience yeah it's incredible no it's great and thank you for sharing that that's uh it's huge because that's how i felt and then also there were times I, it's hard to like 
when you're not always in the present moment and you're not always focused, like you're always doing mm -hmm. versus just being, uh, you go back to some of those old habits. So like there would be times during this moment in time when I was like looking at them in the eyes and like I had to make sure that I wasn't just staring because I always look at people on this one eye. Yep. I look at their right yep. eye, which is my left, and I'm like staring at one eye. Like I'm, I always, like I had to move over to look at the other eye. And so like being present of mind of those things, yes. like those things are funny and silly, but like you just, this is like, and I thought about this, like my wife's on a business trip this week and like there's some conversations where we're gonna have some really serious conversations and like what I'm gonna do when she gets back is I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna tell her like some of this stuff and be like, listen, we need to stop and like look at each other in the eyes for like 10 minutes. And then we need a hug or like the hug comes first. And then like, let's talk after that. Yeah. Because like, I instead of stare at you. Yeah. Like, like, let's try that. Right. And so, um, but anyway, so it's some fun stuff to try. <laughs> so awesome. But um, the next thing that happened after Whitney and Aubrey were talking about relationships and life and different things and then like how to work on some stuff and like some practices um, was a workshop and it was a poetry workshop. And there's this guy, his name's NQ, which I'm sure people in the poetry world probably know, he's huge. Um, and he's one of Aubrey's friends, and Aubrey had him come out. So Aubrey had these other people that came. And in Q, he came out, and he had everybody, like, he did his poetry. And then he had everybody write their own poem. And then people had to share their poem. And, like, people went up in the front of the room that wanted to. And, again, I kind of wanted to, too. But, like, I've also, I used to be what we used to call, like, a juice monkey, someone that would seek, like, attention, someone that was, like, seek, like, seek the spotlight. But I've kind of mm -hmm. let that go a little bit. I'm not nearly as fame-motivated. Um, so I didn't really need to go up and do it, mm -hmm. but um, I wrote my poem and the poem was about Alana mm -hmm. and like all that. Mm -hmm. And I shared it with another guy named Joe Hawley, who was this ex NFL player, this other big teddy bear, like this other guy, he's a little bigger than me and I'm a pretty big guy. And he's like looking up at him and I'm telling oh, my poem my and he's so touched him with like hugging at the end of it. Like, it's just like this beautiful way to live. Like it's like this great way to live. Right. Yes. And so the we start this <laughs> yeah, here yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about from the health and wellness, from the financial wellness. Like I've thought about all this. So like it, it, it could be something we talk about. And through the masculinity movement with my buddy, mm -hmm. Dr. David, like he's into all this stuff too. So like we could talk about it, like we need to do it. So yes. And so after the workshop, which was a few hours, uh, we go into this other ceremony, which was East Forest. And East Forest does these beautiful sounds that he's captured in, in nature, but also music. And so it's almost like this mini, like kind of like tree hugging concert. And like we're laying on our yoga, yoga mats and we're like working Without through stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, well, there was some of that stuff there. Yeah. I, I didn't partake, but um, I, you know, so, um, but there was there were people doing some stuff there for sure. There was weed, mushrooms. Um, I don't know if I, I really noticed the weed as much, but there were definitely people doing mushrooms. And um, so anyway, so people were doing the stuff and like we're working our stuff. He gave us like a, um, a little kind of thing to journal down and like things that were coming up for us. And so we went through this beautiful two hour like ceremony, if you will, of music and sound mm -hmm. and, and, and just being in community. And that was through Saturday night. And by then, like dinner was at nine o'clock, which was 12 p.m. here in Georgia. I was fucking fried. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm done. So um, the next day, um, ended up getting going for a long run. And the long run was like seven miles, close to seven miles. And again, on the beach, being around nature, being around people, loving it. And a lot of stuff came up for me that like I wasn't planning on. And after mm -hmm. that run was over, I went and I sat down and journaled for almost two hours. Wow. Just a lot, just throwing up on the page. Mm. Poetry, not poetry, like all these things that I had immediately just learned and like put into action that were just flowing through me because I am a super creative. I grew up drawing and I didn't tell people this before, but like doing graffiti in Boston, like tagging, which wasn't a good thing, again, being a rebel. And so like, but like I'm very creative, like when it comes to music, when it comes to drawing. And so it's like all this stuff that I had been repressing that I haven't really worked on because I'm creating in business. Right. 
like just started spewing. Are you a jur- someone who journals outside of this experience? No, before? It no. I I knew that I like in the in the tech like there's thought leaders out there that are in business like you should journal, you should journal, right, you should but journal. But it wasn't a practice or anything. No, like and I, and I knew that I could, and I just I had never done it. But no, it was because of this and immediately mm-hmm. journaling. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have my little journal. I'll show it to you before you leave. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, so go for that and then head back and we go through some more workshops and go through some more learning and teaching and um, at the end there was an ecstatic dance. Oh, which I was crazy. To hear about that. Yeah, so just like the whole point of an ecstatic dance is not um, trying to look cool right. and not trying to dance, but just literally mm-hmm. feeling the like like feeling. <laughs> I'm almost like thinking about putting back in there right now, feeling the 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 emotions and letting them guide you. And if you're a guy, that means like shaking your hips and like moving like ways that you maybe you think are feminine, but yeah. they're not. Like it's just it's beautiful. And so it was just this cluster of gorgeous human beings just being and dancing and like again, pretty like out there for some people, but it was like I felt like completely at home. Well, I'm <laughs> laughing because I I'm imagining that we sort of did that in in Maui. And I was thinking there was like a part of my brain that was like, what the yeah, I do. Right. I paid all this money to come out yeah. here. And <laughs> I'm talking the same thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, this is focus. Yeah. And how, like, what? And then I was like, I've never been so free yep. to be in my body, to be in the fullness of who I am, fully self expressed with no judgment. Yep. I had never experienced so that. So fucking freeing. I had never experienced that before, and I, it burdens me now for other people who've never experienced that freedom yep. of being fully expressed in who they are and loving that person. Because for the first time in my life, because of this type of experience, I, like, self-love is actually a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to start with you. Well, and it's just coming from a place in my own life where I was so self-critical, mm-hmm. so self, like judgmental, judgmental. A like, lot of it's society's pressures, right? And being able to just embrace your own, your body, your uniqueness, your oneness with everybody else—it's just like I don't know another word. Like you keep saying, it's beautiful. It's so it beautiful is. and freeing. Yeah. It is, and if you, and it's one of those things where like you, you learn. You know, growing up, you go to parties, like house parties, party parties, and like there could be this social awkwardness if like whatever, like maybe when I was there, I just learned that everybody feels those same things no matter who they were. Mm-hmm. You could be the best looking dude, best looking girl, the most fit, the most money, but everybody there has their own insecurities in different ways and like they're all open and free about it. And like once you realize that, it gives you a lot more peace to be yourself. And again, there's times where you regress and it's hard or whatever, but you can always learn and know. And if you're living your truth, there's nothing else you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're helping people and helping yourself and being, you know, of value to whatever that means in the world, what some way, shape, or form, and, and you're and you're honoring what you believe in, and, and you're not hurting others. It's just like mm-hmm. there's no need to be embarrassed. And I, and I think if people could get to that place, like we would definitely live in a different world. Yeah, and for me, I noticed. There was an awareness that came when I started to do some of these things, especially with like the CNBC exercise, because mm-hmm. that was my first one that we did. And I noticed in my mind that I wanted to be doing it right. 
I was like, I want to be doing this yep. exercise. Right. Goes back to that perfectionist. It went back to the old. I need to achieve. I need to perform yep. in order to be loved. In order to be good enough, and all these things. And just even that awareness allowed me to feel into that actual experience yep. in such another way, and let go and say like. I don't have to do this. Right. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging myself. And I would just never would have gotten that, that clarity if yep. I hadn't done something like this, because you're just not going to get it in everyday life, like living <laughs> as we are. Like we're literally just sleepwalking through life yeah. in so many ways. Yep. And it forced me to see parts of myself that I'd just never looked at. Locked away or just didn't even know they were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And so the last thing that was at the, uh, the, I guess, the mastermind or the, the group, whatever, loving, um, was an after party that I, I ditched. I didn't even like, I was so emotionally exhausted because as much as I'm an emotional being, I usually don't operate in that space okay. as much as I it's should. And so all that, and I was depleted, plus training while I was there. I went on a couple runs, did some jump, jump rope while I was there, doing all this extra stuff. Just And, and I'm moving from you know, nine in the morning to nine at night without stopping, mm -hmm. you know, 12 hour days. It's not hard. It's just, there was so much all at once in that expression of emotion that just left me depleted. So, so some people opted to go to the after party. Some people didn't. I ended up leaving. There was this place and I went solo. There was a place on the beach that said like world's best pizza or something like world's most famous pizza. And so I was like, all right, let me, I got to try this pizza. So I tried the pizza and I ended up going and watching a movie. I went and I sat and watched the Joker, which probably wasn't the best movie to go watch because yeah. it's like so violent, but I ended up dipping out on the after party because a lot of people, you know, weren't going and or some people decided not to and just go do their own thing so i ended up going doing that and ended up uh you know closing out the weekend and um getting some me time i just needed me time i yeah. couldn't i needed to like like decompress and like that's that's the extroverted introvert that's the mm -hmm. one that's like always kind of on stage but like needs to recharge alone Hundred percent, yeah, and that's that's part of how I did that. And so, uh, you know, we just stay say our goodbyes and leave, and you know, Monday morning and uh, or a little bit later than that. And it was cool because as I'm leaving to go to the airport and dropping off my rental, which by the way, I rented a, a convertible on purpose because I wanted to drive down Pacific Coast Highway yeah. in a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> so I got did all the fun did stuff, all the, all the touristy yeah. stuff. Get back to the the airport, drop off the car at the rental car company, uh, and I bumped into a fit for service member, like someone Russ, the tattoo guy, the guy from Nashville. We're connected because I got a bunch of tattoos and he'll help me with some more mm -hmm. tattoos later on in life. And so um, we just start talking about our journey and our voyage and, and like what this means for our relationships and like how to like, it's just like knowing that there's people carrying this light into the world and this, this positivity and this mm -hmm. truth because it's not all positivity. Some of it's hard shit and you got to work through shit. Right. But like knowing that there's people working on this um, it just, it left me like, it was like the cherry on top. It was like, you, this is an amazing journey. And so for me, um, I don't know if I'm one and done. Like, I'm definitely going to stay involved with Aubrey and his podcast and Kyle's podcast and do my own stuff. Talked about, like, really quickly, just kind of iteration. Maybe we do something here in Atlanta or yeah. Georgia. But uh, I don't know what the future holds. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of the development of everything. And, just, and, and not necessarily, when it comes to that, not force things, mm -hmm. but just kind of how, how they come. Yeah, and yeah. they will, and which is the perfect piece of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You just hear all that, and I just have to, like, my own yeah. thoughts are going. So what was it like coming back and integrating yeah. after that? Did you Was some piece of you, like, so safe there that because you could be fully expressed? And how does that 
look like for you when you come back to real life, quote unquote, and try to bring back all of that with I you? I don't want to stop giving great hugs. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking about right now. Like I like when I when I saw you, I made sure to hug, like like I want to make sure that people understand moving forward. You're, you're, if you see me, you're going to get hugged a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but but as far as like seriously, like what. When I came back exhausted. I came back, I got in Monday, uh, really it was Tuesday morning because I got home at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was one o'clock in the morning on Tuesday morning. I had to get up that day and like take, because Alicia, my wife's out of town, so I had to take, get the kids off to school, right, right get to the to, office, right, right back, back to the ground. Yeah. So I didn't have time to really decompress or, or, or integrate yet um, from all the downloads, so to speak. But um, I did notice how I am taking more time with people in conversation because I feel like I do, do that normally as, as being mindful of like paying attention but now I'm really like going an extra step in conversation and like asking another question maybe that I wouldn't or really leaning in like I'm, like I'm definitely operating a little bit differently mm-hmm. and I hope it's not just like momentary but like I feel like all the other stuff that I've worked on through the journaling and through the, the expressing of all the different emotions um, that's going to take some work and some time to keep going back to so the journaling thing is something I'm going to keep working on um, the connecting with people and trying to really be deep with people and like not just you know I've learned over the years I can make small talk with the best of them but I really enjoy a deep conversation I enjoy like a one-on-one getting to know someone getting to learn about them really like feeling what's going on and so I really want to carry that moving forward I love that it's gonna totally like seep into your business into your marriage into your family like everything you can't not be different after that so thanks for sharing all that it's been my pleasure yeah thanks for being on um this has been such a treat and who knows you might be seeing more of a something that we do together in the future but yeah definitely check out the jesse t show follow his journey um alana's angels 46 and two wealth partners um how can they find you online if they want to stay connected yeah so um the best way to connect with me, the two places I'm most active are LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn is Jesse Tedisco. So J-E-S-S-E, last name is Tudisco, T-O-D-I-S-C-O. Um, or you can hit me on uh, Instagram, which is at Jesse underscore T. So at Jesse underscore T-E-E. Um, and just follow me, I'll follow you and we'll yeah. keep the journey going. Awesome, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, thanks.